I think people would laugh if they knew <laughs> how much we talk about one subject. <laughs> like it's, it would be sickening to some people. I mean, it's literally, it's not hours, it's, right. it's days, days weeks. and weeks. Um, yeah. It's consuming. And I'm going to show you how to operate in a spirit. This is Happy Life Studios. This message is for you. This message is for you. This message is singular to you. It's not for anybody else. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to understand. They are you happy? Now that's a great question. Does the sun set high? Does the sun set high? Welcome to Happy Life Studios. What's up, Happy Lifers? Welcome to Happy Life Studios. I'm excited today for this podcast because I'm with my friend Tony again. And uh, Tony, welcome. And it sure is nice doing this with you instead of doing it with my computer screen. I mean, you know, it, it, it's just nice to do this with somebody. And that was kind of one of our goals for this next year to do it with somebody. So um, you're going to hear a lot of podcasts if you haven't heard them already. Um, when I'm doing it with Tony because now when I come up here, I, will, I plan on recording a lot with you because I just think it's about community and being with each other. So welcome back to Happy Life Studios, Thanks. a.k.a. your office <laughs> with my Zoom and two microphones. <laughs> so um, the last podcast, I challenge you to paint a picture of what this thing should look like. And this thing we call Ecclesia, and then we've changed that into church and uh, I think people would laugh if they knew <laughs> how much we talk about one subject. <laughs> like, it's, it would be sickening to some people. I mean, it's literally, it's not hours, it's right. it's days, days weeks. weeks. Um, it's consuming, and it's consuming because it's a prison. It's consuming because it's um, not real. And I, for me personally, one of my biggest struggles is overcoming that there's been a system created that everybody doesn't fit in. A lot of people don't fit in. I would contend that more than half the people don't well, will never and, fit know, into. When, and I, I give my life this thing. I just got done speaking at a church here locally that's not even a part of my denomination. And we spent all day talking about hearing God's voice, not just Sunday morning. But right. you look around a lot of times, you're going to see an awful lot of people that are doing nothing more than attending because there's no connection going on there. And so we got to do something we to do. reach those people. Yep. And and it's hard to define. I mean, we've probably recorded hours of yeah. talk, and it's a hard thing to define. And I, I and think we it, scrapped so much tape editing right now. <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. Because we've tried it over and over and over again, and we're trying to simplify it and trying to. But yeah, it's not an easy thing to necessarily talk about unless you're one on one with somebody. So right. you're trying to put a podcast out where you don't get to see their face and you maybe not even know who they are. It's it's a tricky topic. And it's it's. We work hard not to hurt or offend, and maybe offend's not the right word, but certainly but not to hurt. To dishonor or belittle people for what right. they're doing or they're doing it. But exactly. in some ways, that's kind of what the system has done with us, right. like saying this is the way it's supposed to be done, and you're not doing it right. You know, Mr. Mom, you're not doing it right. Hi, Jack. I'm Annette. Hi. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> and that's hard. It's hard to... My response to as we sit here try to define it over and over, I have, it's, I don't, I'm not a wordsmith, I'm not, you know, I can talk way too much and say very little, 
but the only thing I can do is share experience and and what I know. So we've been you were gone for a few weeks there to go home and see your family, but we've been your family for right. the last three months. Right. And so we spent a lot of time together and talked about a lot of things and experienced so much, so much good. Um, and I think about all the relationships that have been continually built through, I moved from Chicago to Athelstane, Wisconsin, and 99.9% of the people that would listen to this are going to say, where's the Athel State, Wisconsin? And that's exactly. the point. We're in the middle of nowhere. I'm here and I don't know where I am. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but more has happened. And I thought moving to here where there are no people and nothing going on that, you know, how are we going to do ministry up here? And, um, but God has consistently brought people in to, to just be in relationship. And there's been no, like, I don't know, have you lacked for that? I, I don't ever no, lack for that. No, that's Actually, some days, I'll be honest, I tire of it because I just need a rest. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and so it's never about going to a Sunday service or finding a church home. Like, I feel like I, I have that. You know, I think that that's all around. And we get to um, talk to local pastors that are around here and Green Bay, even you travel over doing that, and you get this word out that way, and and their lives change, and the people they minister to change. We have to remember how Jesus did it. It was a grassroots movement. That's what it was. Right. It wasn't a building. It wasn't a regular service. It was a grassroots movement. And that's why it was unstoppable. Is when we organize it and put it in buildings and built this whole thing around. That's when the numbers started to decline. Right. I mean, the numbers were added to the church daily, and it happened for 300 years. And then all of a sudden, we started to say, hey, let's make this the, the way to do it. Right. Let's build big buildings because that's what the Romans did. The bigger the building, the more powerful the <laughs> – right? And and today, you know, even in the 80s, and so, that's how it was. The bigger the church, the more, wow, they're doing their whole thing. I mean, can – but if you go back to the a couple original instances to find out how something works, you got to go back to the original, in my opinion, on why it was created. God made Adam and Eve because he wanted to hang out with Adam and Eve. He made them in his image because you hang out with people that are like you. And if, if this would have been so important, you would think that in the garden, the perfect place, he would have put a chapel in the middle of it. And he would have said, hey, Adam and Eve, let's <laughs> let's meet once a week. Right. And wake up early on on the Sabbath and come there and I'll talk at you and you'll listen and then you'll go on your way and then you can do the rest of the. He didn't do that. He showed up in the cool of the day to hang out with them because he wanted to hang out with them. on. A, they just hung out together. I know that doesn't sound religious, but it sure sounds friendly. Sure sounds rela- relationship oriented. Right. Uh, we'd call it a personal relationship with Jesus. That's what it is. And then you go to the New Testament where God created again. You know, he sent his son to earth and he created Jesus, you know, as a human through a teenage girl who was bottom of the food chain, by the way, back then, okay? <laughs> Much like people with disabilities are now. I mean, they're considered kind of bottom of the food chain, and God is showing up to those people. But when he made Jesus, Jesus didn't get and all start building buildings and stuff. What did he do? He grabbed 12 guys, and he grabbed guys that no one else picked. And he hung out with them for three years. That's all we know. He didn't have classes, he didn't say the three ways to be a better follower of mine. He hung out with them, and it was caught. It was not taught. You know, I've heard this quote before, but to make disciples, you have to make friends, and those 12 disciples were really Jesus' 12 friends, you know, and that's what he did, and those 12 disciples became apostles, and apostle simply means if you read apostle, you know, you Oftentimes in the New Testament, where Paul or Peter or James or one of them would, would write something, they'd say, you know, I, Peter, am an apostle, or I, Paul, am on special assignment, you know. 
in the message translation, that's how I word it. I love that because apostles is big spiritual world and so is disciple. But disciple is basically a friend that helps another friend be, be a better person, become, be closer, be more like God. That's what a disciple is. And uh, we love the big religious words because they make us feel important, I guess. I don't know. But apostles are simply a special agent on special assignments. So we became friends with 12 guys. No one else had picked them. They're the last to be picked in volleyball, the last to be picked in kickball on the, on the playground, right? None of the other religious leaders picked them. So when this other religious leader shows up and says, I pick you, come follow me, they left everything because that's what the Jewish boys did. But a lot of these guys were older, some were younger, but they had never been picked and because they wouldn't be picked because God cho- chooses people that no one else would pick. I mean, that's First Corinthians you know, 1. He talks about that. I've talked about that before here. But he, he took friends, and then he sent them out with a mission. And that word ecclesia means to be called out from. The word church that was invented later means to gather together, a religious gathering, right? And that was invented when Constantine said, we're going to make this the way. We're going to make this. This is how Christianity is going to be done. And the original word was ecclesia means to call out, and that's what God is doing. He's calling us out. Number one, he's calling us out of our ugly he's calling us out of our darkness he's calling us out of our cold out of our out of our misery he's calling us and even though misery and, and struggle goes on we can still be happy in the midst of that he's calling us out of that and he's calling us out to be a special agent he's sending us on special assignments to love people and we think it's about inviting them to a church building well instead of inviting the church why don't we just be I shouldn't say be church because that's what I've always said in the past, but church means to gather. So that's kind of the problem. We've made it about gathering and God is making it about sending. He wants to send you and he wants to use you. And that doesn't mean he wants to put you on a platform on your church service so you can sing or you can you can preach or you can. No, he wants to use you at Starbucks. He wants to use you at um at, at your daycare. He wants to use you at your kid's school. How do I know that? Because like you just said a minute ago, because I live it. I experience it. It happens to me everywhere I go. And the more it happens, I'm getting pretty excited here because you, I hope you're catching that excitement in me. I'm not working that up. This happens with me. God is, sends me out and it's the most refreshing thing instead of trying to get somebody to come to a church service and where, and don't get me wrong. I speak at church services. I spoke at that church last, last week and I went all day long. You know, from early in the morning to late at night, talking about how to hear God's voice and how to have a relationship with God. So I I do that, but I'm telling you, there's something so much more. And God wants to use you. He wants to send you out. That's how you become happy. Martin Luther said it. You know, I believe it was Martin Luther King Jr. I just saw a quote on it the other day and um, said something along the lines, if you want to be happy, then find ways to make other people happy. And Jimmy Durante is going to sing it here in a second at the end of this podcast. You know, make someone happy and you will be happy too. You be a special agent for God and you go on that special assignment for God. And you might not even know what it is. Don't worry, he does. And it's right in front of you. And it's usually interruptions or someone comes and talks to you. If you ask God and tell him, God, I want to be used by you. Send me to someone that I can love opportunities are all around us take one of those and make it an assignment and watch your happy increase watch your love of others increase watch your love of god increase watch your peace increase watch your in the midst of a world that's that's full of cold and darkness and thorns and prickly things you can still have that peace because god says i will keep him in perfect peace if his mind is kept on me and so That's what God wants. He wants to send you out to be a special agent, 
to go on some special assignment because there's somebody out there that needs him and you will deliver it to them like nobody else will. And God will put you in the right situations because you're going to deliver it to them exactly the way they need to hear it. That's why God uses you and not somebody else. Make someone happy. Make just one someone happy. And you will be happy too. I hope that helps. Thanks for listening.